This is On The Left Side, your alternative football show. Um, and that's why I'll come through this hopefully very quickly and uh, we're all looking at a different Sunderland football club in the near future. Hello, how are you? I'm Jim and this is your number one source of football funny. Thanks for coming. Shall we get on? So, if you're a West Ham fan or an Evertonian or even a Palace follower right now, then although it might not feel like it, you do have a reason to be cheerful. And it's not that tickets sometimes are slightly cheaper in the Championship. It's because you aren't a Sunderland fan. The North East Club haven't won a game at the Stadium of Light in 2017. Not a single home win. In fact, they've only led games for a combined total of three minutes since December the 17th last year. The club's 3-3 draw with Bolton last week equaled a league record of 19 home games without a victory and had victims of Hurricane Irma considering starting a charity collection to cheer up the Black Cats faithful. Has anyone made a stadium of shite joke yet? Really? How many times? Well, I'll leave it then. After the game, the club's directors decided that enough was enough and just 17 minutes after the final kick of the ball announced they had parted company with manager Simon Grayson. No doubt in the very same way that they will be parting company with the championship come May. Kicking, screaming and with a lot of hard feelings. 17 minutes is some pretty decisive action in my opinion. It usually takes me longer than that to decide what curry I'm having from a local takeout on a Friday night. Um... Just before his sacking, Grayson told the Sunderland Echo that he couldn't think of many people in football who were in a better position than him. Mm-hmm. And that may not have been true before the game, but now I think I agree. There are few better positions in football than having absolutely no chance of being the next Sunderland manager. But at least the fans still care. Almost 30,000 people turn up to watch the team each and every week and they still have passion, like this fan who found out that Grayson had been sacked during his phone call to BBC Five Live. I'm getting absolutely fed up now. Gary, 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 I'm going to interrupt you. Simon Grayson's left. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Right. Well, you say right. You say that. You say praise the Lord, and it's your club. You can say what you want about it. That's eight managers in six years. I think that probably made that nine in six years now. At least he's got something to be happy about. But let me correct you slightly, Mr. Pugash. It's eight managers in four and a half years. In fact, the last boss to exceed a hundred games in charge at the club was Mick McCarthy way back in 2006, eleven years ago. Maybe Big Mick is the man to save Sunderland now. A no-nonsense northern lad with no-nonsense northern football. It does, however, look like it's unlikely Mick will be leaving Ipswich. He's coming in for some flack for the negative football he's playing with the Tractor Boys, but in an interview he gave with the marvellously titled East Anglian Daily Times, he suggested he wasn't going anywhere. And he did so with the football quote of the season. Listen, unless somebody decides otherwise, you've got me. Boring old, big nose, fucking fart with shark football until May. So I say bring back Mick. At least it'd be funny. <laughs> I do wonder what other former Sunderland bosses would make of the current crop of players and situation at the Stadium of Light at the moment. Roy Keane, for example. He's never held back as a player, as a pundit or as a manager. And if Roy Keane was considered dirty as a player... As a pundit, he's bloody filthy. 
He hasn't had his say on Sunderland this week, but he has been laying the boot into Liverpool. The win over West Ham at the weekend may have been their fifth of the campaign, but in the bastardised words of Shania Twain, that don't impress Keno much. I have to figure out Liverpool at the moment. I think it's hard to get excited about them. To me, they're going nowhere fast. I think if Liverpool were playing out, out my backyard, I wouldn't watch them. Ah, you bloody would, Keno. If a group of 23 professional footballers rocked up in my back garden, I'd be out there like a shot, making sure they didn't crush my petunias. You can't tell me you'd be any different. Take off! Let's not get overly high and mighty, though, eh, Roy? The eight goals in 20 games that you oversaw in your stint in the Northeast would hardly be considered the Harlem Globetrotters of football, would they? At least we can give him credit for the witty retort, though, eh? Oh, we can't. He nicked that from... Bill Shankly. Ironic. Anyway, forget Roy Keane because his title of irrationally angry and full of hate man has been stolen by another. And that other happens to be a West Ham fan who has A, clearly learnt the value of being a knobhead after a football match from the guys at Arsenal TV and B, isn't very happy with his team's season so far. This was recorded just outside Selhurst Park for West Ham Fan TV after last weekend's 2-2 draw with Crystal Palace. Just listen how quickly this guy gets angry. How much do they get paid a week? 100 grand, 50 grand a week, right? And they didn't even fucking come over and give us the shirt. They should have come over there, right? They should have come over and give us the fucking shirts, right? They get paid 50, 100 grand a week, right? We come up here, well, we pay a fucking fortune to get here, can't even be bothered to fucking give us a shirt. They don't fucking pay for the fucking shirts. They could give us their fucking underpants, their fucking shirts, their fucking shorts, their fucking socks, right? And if they fucking see this, I'm telling you, I want every fucking shirt next time I come here because I'm telling you, they're fucking dog shit. I mean, it's a good effort, but maybe try it with a blood or a fam in there next time, mate. I don't care, fam. He seems much more upset that the players aren't willing to dress him than he is about the actual game itself. I think maybe he's mistaking supporting a football team for shopping in TK Maxx. Can someone please just give him a shirt? In fact, forget that. Give him the bloody Sunderland job. If anyone can get that shower playing properly, it's Mr. Angry Shirt himself. Rodwell, Rodwell, what the fuck was that, eh? And you, grabbing. Where are your goals, mate? Where are the fucking goals? Right, give me your shirt. Come here. Give me your fucking shirt. Come here, you bugger. I want your shirt. And your pants. Give me your pants. I want your pants, you bastard. Come here. You stay right fucking there, Dom. I'll have your shorts next. Right. Yeah? I did say pants, yes. <laughs> Mummy, Daddy said pants. That is it for another On the Left Side, the alternative football show. Sorry about all the swears, Mum. If you like that, then you're going to like the next show too. That's going to be out on Thursday morning, so hit subscribe now and we'll sort you out with it as soon as it's ready. But for now, I will see you soon. Nah. On the Left Side is written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson for a Brunton audience.